podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. What if you could make fresh, delicious meals at home without the stress of planning, prepping, or cleaning up? Introducing Tavala. Tavala is a first-of-its-kind meal service that makes eating well effortless. By combining a countertop smart oven with delivered meals, just scan a QR code to cook dinner. First, choose from a variety of chef-crafted meals delivered weekly to your door. When you're ready to eat, just do one minute of easy prep. Next, scan your meal's QR code with the Tavala Smart Oven, while the oven automatically switches between modes and temperatures for the perfect cook. Just sit back and relax. Your food's ready in 25 minutes or less. No shopping, no chopping, no cleanup. Simplify mealtime today with Tavala. Go to Tavala.com now to save $150 on a Tavala Smart Oven when you agree to order meals six times. That's T-O-V-A-L-A.com. Promo applied automatically at checkout. Tavala. Eat well effortlessly. Tavala.com. State of mind, we are watching the action at Easter Road where it is scoreless between Hibs and Celtic. And we will need to try and summon some points to discuss from that first half. Laura Bradburn uh, and Kevin McCluskey are joining me. Kevin's uh, camera is a wee bit slow, but his um, audio is perfect, so we don't have an issue with okay. that whatsoever. As During that first half... It's slow and not me, Paul, that's the main thing. It is your camera, it's the tech, it's the tech, mate. Um, Laura, in the first half, I think that uh, probably for a spell, we heard a lot of the, uh, the, the uh, plaudits going Hibs way from the commentary team. But actually, I think that uh, in many ways they kind of... Uh, run out of steam a wee bit about 25 minutes in. I, I can't remember a chance that Hibs have actually created. So I didn't feel too uncomfortable with that in the first half. I know Celtic haven't played tremendously well, but I, I don't think Hibs offered us any real threat, Laura. Was that the, the view that you had in that first half? No, I, I was thinking exactly the same thing just before we came on there, which is like, yes, I'm very disappointed with the way Celtic are playing. Yes, I think it's been very flat from that point of view, but it's been very flat from two sides. Like, I, I think I can't actually put my finger on a single massive chance that Hibs have had. Um, you know, bar a couple of free kicks around the area that they've managed to win, but didn't do very much with. So. Although it's disappointing the way Celtic have have come out the traps uh, in the first half, um, I'm still kind of a bit more relaxed about it than I might otherwise be because I don't feel that threat coming in the other direction. Mm-hmm. I was I was watching it, uh, Kevin, trying to identify 
if there was an area of the park that we were kind of losing out uh, on in terms of the ba- the battle. And I, I probably do agree with the commentary team in that Hibs, you know, play a lot of possession football, maybe in the fine, their own, you know, defensive third, maybe in, the, in their own half. But um, once it comes into the midfield, I thought we were soaking it up well. I think Carter Vickers looks as though he's up for the challenge. Um, my, my only real concern there is that, uh, you know, we had a fair bit of pressure maybe the last 15 minutes of that, but without creating too many chances, to be fair. There was a lot of crosses going into the box, but I don't think we're that dangerous in those scenarios. That's something we've already spoken about, uh, Kevin, the fact that we can put 20 balls into the box and not actually get a goal from it. But let's talk about the first chance, Kev. Uh, 13 minutes in, it was it was Abada who got on the end of a, an excellent diagonal cross from, from Jota. Um, and, you know, could he have done better, do you think? Yeah, I think, actually, I don't know if you have both been looking at my notes or whatever, but this what you've both said is exactly how I felt that first half has gone in the way that we've been disappointing, but I'm not overly disheartened going into the second half. I think that we can step it up and we've been the better side. Um, and again, the point there on all those crosses into the middle have been kind of pointless because the Matt Macy's come and cleaned every single one of them. But going just to kind of answer your question about the... The chance for Abada, I think he could have done better. Um, you know, it's a good ball over the top. He's gotten in behind. I think there is a, a decent portion of the goal that he can aim at, you know, between the keeper and the post. Mm-hmm. But you've got to give a got to give a lot of credit to Macy for the way that he's come off his line there. He has narrowed the angle down. He's made himself big and he's he's kind of thrown himself in front of Abada to put him off, and it's clearly worked. Um, so, yeah, I could probably have done better with it, but I'm not going to be overly critical of him for missing that particular chance. Yeah, absolutely. The goalkeeper came out and closed down the angle for Maeda as well, Laura, and of course just tipped the ball over the bar from Geranovic's free kick just before the break. Um, I, I don't think we're creating enough. I think that um, our... Danger men are Jota and Abada, but uh, they are in a scenario where they're playing on the on the same kind of level as the rest of the the Hibs uh, backline. So we're not breaking the line at all. Um, you know they're quite comfortable with with their height in the in the box if we cross the ball in because we're, we're aiming for Maeda. Um, effectively and I just don't think we're getting in behind the fullbacks enough and that for me comes down to the, the tempo within the midfield and it leads me to my next question for you the periods um, Roderick might have hurt himself a wee bit there uh, taking out Dre Wright it looked as though he was limping is this a, an, a, an opportunity do you think for O'Reilly to come in because O'Reilly can up the tempo he's a, a one or two touch player isn't he and he could turn that midfield kind of battle into a chance for the likes of Jota or Abada? Yeah, I mean, for me, uh, I think it was probably a choice that I, I might have made anyway, regardless of, of whether of whether um, Rogic was injured or not. I think to switch things up and bring a bit of dynamism into the midfield in the form of O'Reilly um, is it, probably a good shout. Um, going back to the point you were making about crosses and stuff, I actually feel like we've had this situation happen before where I don't know if it's the way the team prefer to play on the pitch or if that's been the instruction from the sidelines, but certainly I've seen games before where we've had a lot of um, problems breaking down teams and resorted to swinging balls into the box when we don't have the personnel in the middle to get on the end of those crosses. I think we are a team who works better at 
breaking the lines and, and, and playing the ball to feet and all of that kind of stuff. And that's where we really are at our strongest. So I would like to see us, you know, change up the way that we're playing and actually try and break the defences down, uh, break Hibbs' defence down with with a bit more slick passing and trying to look for those key passes to break up the, the defence because I think this continuing to swing ball, balls into the box where Maeda... If he times his run correctly and if the delivery is good enough, he's absolutely able to put the ball away with his head. But those are two things that are not happening right now. So we have to look at other options. And I think that that's going to come in the second half, hopefully. You know, we've seen that style of play time and time again this season, Laura. And um, when we brought in Yakmakas, I thought he was the kind of striker uh, who would be on at the end of a lot of these crosses. That That's also not happening when Yakimakis is playing. But you're right about Maeda. Um, I know he scored a couple of headers in his time at Celtic, but I don't have that same confidence that he's going to get on the end of all these crosses that are going in. And I think it is really a case of trying to get in behind their defence a little bit more because they're comfortable with these balls going in. Uh, what's your take on Rogic, uh, Kevin, at half time? Uh, I'm not sure. He's been all that effective. And if you want to up the tempo, O'Reilly is certainly uh, that type of player. Yeah, I mean, we spoke about Rogic at the start of the game as this could be, you know, his happy hunting ground and he could be the, the key player for us in the midfield. It hasn't happened for him today. I think if you're looking at identifying a weaker player in the team today, it's been Rogic. So, you know, maybe if he has taken a wee knock and he's foul there, it's maybe a blessing in disguise. And as you say, we can remove him at half-time, bring O'Reilly in, step the play up a little bit. Mm-hmm. We definitely need to start going through the middle a lot more because I think Hibs are really comfortable with giving us the ball in the wide areas just now. We're hitting the byline and every cross, Macy's coming out and claiming it or Porteous is winning it. We're just not doing anything with those deliveries. But the, the three or four times that we've maybe tried to do something through the middle and put a little slide rule pass in, we've actually managed to get in behind. We, we can find the channels. Mm-hmm. And that's um, that's O'Reilly's strength. He does that. He's going to touch the control, release it through the channel. You've got Maeda with the pace. who can play off the shoulder of the defender. So I'd like to see that being the change, um, both in personnel and in kind of style approach to how we, we play the second half. Yeah, I, I think you're right because the two um, occasions that I can recall where we kind of broke the, the Hibs back line was uh, a badder's chance and that came from a jot of diagonal, a diagonal rather, uh, quite deep in. Um, and then I think it was a badder that played in Maeda uh, for that yeah. chance where the goalkeepers kind of closed them down. Yeah, we have been really ineffective from crosses. There was three in the space of two minutes actually from Maeda. McGregor and Abada, where it was almost just like hopeful crosses into the box and Hibs are just comfortably uh, winning the balls and, and then playing out from the back. Let's get some thoughts from the viewers. Thanks everybody for getting involved. We're streaming across the social media pages as well as on YouTube. If you're on YouTube, get yourself um, subscribing to the channel. We've got loads of big fully produced content coming up over the next weeks and months. And Kaplow Mark comes in to say again, disjointed, creating very little. Yeah, uh, you're feeling our pain actually. I think everybody's agreeing. This has been the performances since the derby. Way off. Is it a concern that I'm not saying Hatati's been sussed out, but he seems to be getting closed down really quickly or every time he gets the ball because they know that he can he can really punish teams. But as soon as he gets the ball, they're closing him down. Sometimes two players are on him and he seems less effective as, as a result of that. 
Listen, I think we touched on it before the game. Um, my main concern with him, and not just him and Maeda and all the players who have come from the J-League, but the players in general just look tired. Um, this is a situation where as much as I don't want to go out of Europe, uh, having gone out of Europe on Thursday might be a blessing in disguise for us looking at the rest of the season because we look like a team very, very fatigued. And I think Hatati. Um, epitomises that more than most you know we saw in these early matches for us when the adrenaline was pumping and everything was brand new how quick he can be in the ball in terms of his thoughts and his passing and and his anticipation and things like that that just hasn't been there certainly not today and certainly not in recent matches I think tiredness is a major factor let's not forget as well that you know, we've all gone on before about how hard Ange works uh, the team in training and things like that, and I'm sure that won't be any different now. So I think we look like a team who just needs a bit of a respite in between games and perhaps we'll get back up to the freshness levels that we want to be at. Um, that aside, you know, you've got to deal with the players that you have uh, at your disposal, and if they're tired, that still doesn't mean that they're going to perform well. And so in that case, I think Hitati is probably going to be one of the casualties of the half-time break if any changes are made. Because I think in the centre of the midfield, him and Rogic are just not proven enough. And as we've seen when we've been without McGregor as well, uh, changes to the midfield or a lack of impact in the midfield really affects the way the rest of the team plays for us. Mm-hmm. We've seen it in the past because we were going for weeks, Laura, where we didn't expect changes at half-time. And then and surprises a couple of times by making some changes. He'd done it on Thursday night as well. It wasn't working, makes the two changes at half time. And we've seen a completely different approach in the second half. Are you expecting that, Kevin? I'm looking at this bench here. I'm looking at O'Reilly, who I know could make a, a change, could make a difference. I mean, if I'm looking at uh, Beaton McCarthy, Edigucci, uh, strangely, I would probably go for Edigucci under the circumstances. The only real concern would be we spoke about Maeda uh, before the game, Kevin, but. I'm not saying he's, he's played particularly badly because I don't think you know he's been any worse than any, anybody else. Um, however, he hasn't really found a way uh, in behind the, the Hibs defence. Unfortunately, we don't really seem to have an option on the bench. So, I mean, do, can you see Ange Postacoglu switching it around? I know that Jota and Abada can, can play through the middle and can also switch wings. Uh, I, can see, I can see O'Reilly coming in for, for Rogic. Um, I'm not sure if he would make another change in the midfield at halftime. It doesn't seem to be style to make too many changes. Uh, and then, you know, looking for for the forward, I don't think I don't think Mayuda's done anything wrong today. It's the style of play that we've played. He's just not had a chance to get involved in the game. If we're hitting the wings and firing and cross balls in the air, it's not his strength. So, you know, maybe give him another 15 minutes at the start of the half if you're bringing on a more creative midfielder that's going to actually... Mm. Try and play those passes through for him. If it isn't working, then maybe you look to somebody like Forrest or even Karamoko to come on on the right-hand side and you move uh, Abada through the middle mm. to, to change things up just a little bit. But without having that kind of physical forward on the bench like Giacomacchus is, it's difficult to see how we get kind of control of the game if we don't change the way that we're playing. 
we've got four centre forwards and only one available, um, which is the situation mm-hmm. right now with, with Yakamakis, Kyogo, and Ayeti. Remember him oh, all out and not giving us an him. option. Yeah, Barry McCluskey, mm-hmm. uh, been saying this for weeks now. Our final ball into the box is letting us down. Yeah, absolutely, Barry. Through balls and crosses are being overhit constantly. Um, I think uh, we're all in agreement with that. And Chancer, um, don't know if that mask is affecting his provisional vision, but Mikhail Mack doesn't seem to be influencing games lately in the way that we know he can. We spoke about it. I don't know how much uh, effect it's having, Laura, but, you know, it's got to affect you. Um, when you look at it, it's pretty tight, but there's only so um, so tight it can be uh, with, with regards to it being actually a, a strap-on face mask. The only other thing I was going to say, actually, is that Rod- Rogic hasn't been taken off, neither has Hatate. Was um, I was a wee bit concerned. I think he's played a, a decent enough game, but I was a wee bit concerned that Staffelt got the booking fairly early on because he, he can be clumsy at times. I think he's, had a, he's, he's been fine in the first half, but it is a wee bit of a concern for me when he gets a, a booking early doors, Laura. Yeah, I thought I thought the booking was fair enough to be honest, and I thought in itself it was a clumsy challenge. You, the, the thing, like you say with Starfield, is you can't ever trust that he's going to take that into consideration when he goes into the next challenge, and then that does leave you very weak. I mean, I, I've been very positive about him recently, a lot more positive than I was initially, but you still do feel like there's that kind of clumsy challenge underlying everything or waiting to happen. Um, I think, you know. Nisbet's slightly lucky not to be injured more seriously than he was. So um, just because of the way he kind of turned his ankle with with that challenge as well. So, yeah, uh, I would be concerned about it. Whether Andrew's concerned enough to make a change at the back just to keep a living on the park, I'm not sure. But um, I'm sure he'll have been told at half time to just, you know, keep, keep that in mind when he's going in for challenges. Definitely. The action is back underway at Easter Road. So let's go and watch the second half. Thanks, everybody, for getting involved in the comments section. And thank you to Laura Bradburn and Kev McCluskey for joining me on a Celtic State of Mind. and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This is in 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts EASY to 203203. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text EASY to 203203. That's B-A-S-Y to 203203. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. 
But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Sports Social Podcast Network.